Morning. Well, it's uh, great having Kyle up here with me again today. And this is uh, week two. And uh, what we're talking about and sharing the greatest uh, good news anybody can hear. And uh, as, I, as we began, there's a, a story in the Old Testament about a city that was being held under siege. And a siege that was really, it was so bad and lasted so long that the people within the city walls were resorting to cannibalism in order to survive. And while all this was happening, there, there were four men living outside the city wall who, who were lepers, and that's, they were not allowed into the city because of that. And their situation was every bit as desperate as the people living within the walls. Until so finally one day they had this conversation, and they said, you know, what, what, what good is it do, doing for us to stay here? And, and they said, well, you know, we, we know we can't go in the city. We don't have any food here. We're going to die if we stay here. So why don't we just go down to the camp of the enemy, and uh, if, they, if they, you know, have mercy on us, give us something to eat, then, then we'll survive. If they kill us, we're going to die anyway. So what, what have we got to lose? And, and so that's, that's what they did. And they did it not knowing that God, by his power, had, had you know, created this, this uh, illusion of, of sound, of an enemy army with chariots and horses attacking that enemy that had surrounded the city so that that enemy army thought that they were being attacked by another army. And so they just, they just abandoned everything. They fled. They, their tents, all their food, all, all everything they had, they, they took off. And, and I, I just love this story. I heard it when I was a kid and, and how these four men came walking into this enemy camp and they found it abandoned and they found all this food and everything else. And, and so at first they were just stuffing themselves with food. And in fact, after they did that, after they ate as much as they could eat, they, they, they went around and they found some gold and silver and some clothing and they took it and they, they, they started hiding stuff where they could come back later on and they, and they could get it until they had like this aha moment and they said, this isn't right. This isn't right. This, this is a day of good news, and we're keeping it to ourselves. We, we should not be doing this. And so they, 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 they said, we got to tell everybody. And so they headed back into the, city, into the city to tell the rest of the people the good news. That's why Kyle and I are up here today. That's why we did the sermon we did together last Sunday and why we're coming back to it again today. Because all of us, all of us have the greatest, best good news that anybody could ever possibly hear. Yeah, absolutely. You and I have the, the greatest gift that we could give to another person, and that is to, an introduction to the God, who, the God who loves them. And so we've been, you know, we've been, we've been praying our hearts out. We've been praying that, that God would help each one of us understand how it's possible that, that we can actually give this gift to others. We can tell people the, the, the most life-transforming story that anybody could possibly hear. And as we've been doing that, and we've talked, we, we were actually talking about this again yesterday and praying for it, that, that our, and, and in some ways this is about as important as everything that we're talking about this morning, that every single one of us could understand that if we learn how to give this gift to other people, then, then what we're going to be able to experience is the best possible thing anybody can experience. I, 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 would, I would go so far as to say it's, it's really it's what real living is. It's, it's really what life is all about. It's life at its best for each one of us. And so that, that's what we're hoping, along with everything else, probably more than well, just up with everything. And you walk out of here to say mm -hmm. today with that sense 
of what you can, what you can experience in yeah. life. Yeah. And Steve, as we've talked about this, we've, we've talked about the fact we have people in our lives that we really care about, people that we want so badly to hear this message, right? But in between that and where we're at today, sometimes we can feel unequipped. Sometimes we can feel paralyzed by the details. And so <laughs> last week, if you missed it, one of the things we talked about was this was our foundation, okay? We talked about four things, prayer, investing time with people who don't know Christ, being in Scripture and telling your story. And so if you miss that, the big thing you want to get is that that's the foundation, okay, for what allows today to really sink home, okay? So you want to, you want to make sure you watch that online. And one of the things that we really issued last week on telling your story was this 100-word challenge, okay, to the church, to be able to put your, words, put your, your story down into 100 words. And as Steve would say, this is kind of his phrase, but this week, us looking at this together, looking at those stories, just really blessed our socks off, yeah. is what he'd say. You know, it's just awesome to be able to see people's story in 100 words and so concise, and the feedback we've heard from people has been really encouraging. You yeah. know, one guy in our small group on Thursday yeah. morning said, you know, in the past when I've gotten to this point of really wanting to tell someone the story of, of, my, my, of my life spiritually, he goes, I would get off on a lot of tangents, and he goes, it was just really difficult. Now I feel concise and ready to roll with the yeah, conversation. Totally. And, and that's, that's a value. And, and, and you know, I, I would say keep those stories coming. If you haven't written your story yet, it's not too late. In fact, as we, uh, next Sunday, we're going to begin a new ser uh, series in the book of Romans. We're going to call 116. And, uh, and I'm really doing that series on purpose to follow on the heels of this because it's all about the gospel. It's an apologetic of the Christian faith. So we're going to, I'm going to keep coming back to you writing your story. And I mean, it, it has so much value to, to bring it down in a very concise way to, to 100 words. So keep, keep those stories coming. We're, we're really getting blessed, and we okay. want you to be blessed. Yeah. So. so, Steve, one of the things you've talked about, to take this foundation and to get into talking to someone about God's story, mm -hmm. the gospel, as we call it, right? God's story, what he's done for us, right? Sometimes I think that is challenging. But for you, we've talked about this, and one of the things I've really been impressed with is, you know, this is something you do as part of your everyday life. I mean, I would have pictured you, though, before, like being in line at Starbucks, and you always talk about how this is a big deal to have all the things you preach on. This is what you're most passionate about. And, like, telling someone about Christ, and then before they've got their drinks, you guys are praying in front of, you know, in Starbucks or something. I would picture you just kind of being all about it all the time. But you've told me that's, that's not how it is at all for you, right? Right. And right. Uh, you've kind of described it to me, and it took me a while to wrap my brain around this, but I'm going to draw kind of a, uh, just a picture of what this looks like, and we'll look at this picture throughout the whole sermon today, okay? And uh, I really like the picture, but hopefully it really helps you guys, helps all of us. So as Steve's described it to me, we all have a sphere of influence. I'm just going to abbreviate it SOI, okay? Sphere of influence meaning people that we interact with on a daily basis. Sometimes they're family members that don't know the Lord. Other times it would be people that, you know, that cut our hair. People we interact with regularly. Co-workers, neighbors, whatever. Sure. Yes, fellow students. And we would love every single one of those people to hear God's story. The gospel, hear this story. And, and one of the things I heard this week, I was listening to this sermon, Steve, that I thought was just awesome. You know, really, really, really good. It, it was, was my, it no, was, it wasn't. It was my sermon. Okay. But this sermon was awesome, and he was talking about how 
how a lot of us never ever, when we think about our own spiritual journey, didn't hear the real true story of the Bible for a long time. Yeah. It was like there was a lot of things in the way. And what he was saying is we got to remember when this is yeah. explained well, and that's yeah. what we're going to talk about today, right. how to make this really clear. Right. When it's explained well, it's like a grenade in our hand. It's so powerful. Yeah. The power it has to change people's lives is amazing. When you, when you realize the fact that we have a God that loves us, a God that this, this specializes in second chances, a God that doesn't matter what we've done in our past, he says, I love you no matter what. A God yeah. that says, I have a plan for your life, a purpose for your life, and a, and a God that says, oh, by the way, there is no ambiguity when it comes to eternity. I can tell you exactly yeah. what that looks right. like and how you can obtain that. He said, this pastor is saying, that message, it's not a matter of if people want to hear it. Right. It's a matter of when, and this is exactly what you've stressed so over you, and over. You, you compare it to a grenade, it's not like you just want to drop a grenade on them. <laughs> that's right. right. Yes. Right. But right. The, the thing that's been shocking as we've talked is you've said, you've got to be really sensitive to where people are at on their spiritual journey. Right. That's not shocking. I'll get to that in a second. But yeah. You've talked about how the fact that some people are really far away from God, and then some people are really, really close, right? Meaning mm -hmm. they're so close that if, if, if we had a conversation with them and we could just explain it clearly, they mm -hmm. would accept it in a heartbeat. They would want it so badly in our right. life. But the problem is we can spend a lot of our life being so scared to tell this because we're paralyzed by it, right? Right. Or we can just start telling everybody about it right. and that the timing is everything, right. right? And I would have thought the timing for you would have been after 15 or 20 conversations mm -hmm. with someone who's just pouring out their heart to you and you've gotten to know them and, and then that's when you share it. But that's not what it is right. and we're going to talk about that today. Right, exactly. Bottom line is you've really hammered the idea that the timing is everything. And for me, I was right here for a long time where things were blocking me hearing God's story. Right. And so I remember just as a quick, quick example. Like distortions of God. That's right. Yeah. Where I never really understood God at his core and what the yeah. Bible would say. For me, I remember when I was in college, I, um, it was Channel 3, okay? That was the, the Christian channel in college. This was before I really knew this. And we would flip through the channels, and there was this pastor on there named Pastor Earl, and um, Pastor Earl sat in this big oversized chair and always asked for money all the time. And it was just really awkward every time we would he had turn big on hair. Do you have big hair? Yeah. yeah. And the, okay. And it was just really weird, you know. And so for me, it was like people really, people really get a lot out of this. I just didn't understand that, huh. you know, because I, I'd never had someone really explain this story. And so the power yeah. of this morning, I think, is being right. able to understand where people are at, asking basic right. questions right. to understand where they're at on their journey. And then the, the real power is, is being able to explain this clearly and once they understand it, really in its essence, people, as you've described it to me, I pictured all these people over the years that you've brought to Christ, hundreds of people. And I've heard so many of the stories. I thought so many of them would have been long conversations. It was literally understanding where they're at mm -hmm. and then sharing the gospel and people being so excited to right. accept it. Once I understood that, it gave me so much hope thinking, I can actually do this. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you can make one of two mistakes. You can either go too fast, I mean really too fast, where you're like dropping something on somebody. But the mistake I see people, uh, believers, Christians make more often is to wait too long and have, you know, you, you already know, you know, you, you know where the person's at. You've, you've figured that out. So you don't, you don't have to wait any longer once, once you've understood that. Yeah. So, but just to say it, you know, is that we, the, the thing that's so important is you want to really listen. 
And you want to you, you make sure you're listening well enough that you know where they're at in their journey. And, you know, are they, are they way back here are they, or are they somewhere closer? And why are they where they're at? You want to understand that. And, and, and you want to have the time, and you can do it in minutes sometimes. You, you want them to understand that you genuinely care for them, and, and you want to be doing something that's building trust between yourself and, and that other person. So... Yeah, Kyle, you, you know, you, you, you talked about how you experienced this with, I mean, two weeks ago, I mean, last week you gave an example from the week before where you experienced it with somebody at your home and yeah. then at work just this last week. Yeah, just a really you know. simple example of Steve <clears throat> talking about of asking basic questions just to learn where they're at yeah. in the process. Of, we, um, at our work, we have, <laughs> Christian, we have Christian music going on in the background a lot. And I'm the owner of this practice, but I've never really gone through my employees and said, hey, what do you think about this? What's your opinion on it? I just, I just like it and play it. And the reality is I've never asked one of our employees. So I just said, you know, when this is on, do you think, man, I wish we could change the channel? I, just, a, just a basic question to her. And she said, no, actually, I, it really kind of gives me peace because I, I was in church a long, long time ago, and, and I haven't been back, but I, I kind of miss it. Yeah. And this is the key thing that you keep stressing to me is once you understand where they're at in that process, don't, don't, don't say, oh, well, actually, I want to talk to you about that right then and there. A lot of yeah. times it's just listening, and then I just change the subject. Oh, that's interesting. That's, that's cool. Yeah. And then you just change the subject, and you keep going on, and then you circle back. Right. And that's the key thing that, that you keep, you keep mentioning. Circle back. So, I, you know, when Kyle and I talked about this week, I said, you know, like in another week or two weeks, you can come back and you say, you know, I've been thinking about what you said about having attended church at one point in your life way back. And, and, uh, and, and, and Kyle could ask her, you know, well, how did you feel about that when you, when you did? What did you think of church? Did it do anything for you? Uh, you know, that kind of, and then, and then the answer that, that she would give would give Kyle a little, even a, a little bit better understanding of where she's at on, on her spiritual journey. I, I, you know, I actually did this uh, 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 in uh, a doctor's office here in town, conversation with a receptionist, where I circled back several times, and the third time, I think it was like the third time in the conversation, we actually, I mean, it's, it's kind of unreal when you think about it, but actually, through those three conversations, really understood wh what, what was going on in her life, and, and actually was able to share the gospel with her. Actually, I mean, really quick version, but enough th so that she understood. So you can, you can really, it's amazing what you can do, and our conversations continue. So, yeah, yeah. You okay. know, one of the, um, one of the things that uh, you've stressed in all these hundreds of conversations you've had over the years, and, and um, you know, I, I I ran into a pastor this week that knows Steve pretty well, and um, he knew we were doing this sermon series, and he said, man, he goes, I, I would love to be there. He said, out of all the things that he's gifted at, he said his number one gift as a pastor, he said, he actually used the word genius. He said, he is a genius at explaining this, and that's what we're going to get to in a second. He's really a smart guy. I, I, <laughs> I, but he was, his point was, if you can understand, what we're saying is, if you can understand where people are on the way, the real, the real power is not all your explanations, it's just talking about the gospel. So just getting into a conversation about the gospel, yeah. if you can get there, that's what you've taught me. If you can get there, man, the explosion of that, that's where their grenade comes into effect. Absolutely. And you've said over the years that you've done that, and, and this really shocked me because I would have thought you have all these savvy ways to do it. And hundreds, it is savvy, but it's really pretty basic. Very simple. And that's just it. It's very simple. You, you do it every time. And when I think about people who I care about a lot and I want to get in this conversation, it's very simple in my mind to think, there's only two ways, really. There's not only two, but there's two that, I, that, that Steve's kind of brought to fruition. Eternity, a transition based on eternity. And by the way, that's going to be the majority of the sermon today, yep. which we're going to get into. Yep. And the other one is on someone whose life's not working. 
It's not working well. And just a, a brief example of that is, Steve, you've talked about, uh, and this is just going to be a quick example. We're going to spend yeah. the rest of the sermon in eternity. So just to give you an idea of what, what I do with that, uh, Kyle and I, have, you know, we work out together at Lifetime, and so there's been this guy that uh, we actually met uh, at the bench press one day. He needed somebody to spot for him, and I'm not quite sure why, but he looked at Kyle to spot rather than me. I, I don't know why, but <clears throat> anyway. Um, but it, it, so, but as, as we talked, uh, he, he, he started opening up about his life very quickly, telling us about his life. And, 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 and what we learned very quickly is his life was not working well at all. A lot of things were going south, not, not, not going good. And so we, we would have, I guess over a period of time, Kyle, we talked about this yesterday, maybe like a five-minute conversation. At the three, most. Yeah, at the most, here and there. And, and maybe uh, uh, by the point where what I'm going to tell you right now, less than 10 conversations. And nothing right? savvy, nothing spiritual no, ever. No, nothing. It was just like nothing. basic stuff. Other than the fact you invited him to church once. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but that but was it. Nothing that anyone in the church sitting out here couldn't have. Just basic yep. stuff. Just, just asking about life. Just listening. Basically just listening. And so after, after a period of that, you know, a few times, one day I, was, I happened to be there alone and, and uh, Kyle was out of town. And, and, and he was there. He was at one of the machines. And I, I just felt like, man, I, I should go over and I, I need to go say this. And so I went over to him. And uh, I just, I mean, it was just one of those very, uh, very to the point kind of things. I said, you know, as we've been talking, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the things I realized, I mean, you've talked about it, I'm talking to him now, and he said, you know, life's not working for you. And, and, uh, and what I really think the reason is, is because you're trying to do it on your own. And it's like you've got this huge hole in your life and you're just filling it with stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it's, it's, not, it's not satisfying you. It's not going right. And I said, really, you know what's missing is Jesus Christ. And what I, I would love to be able to do, and, 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 I, and is, essentially I was asking permission. I would, I would love to be able to sit down with you and have a conversation. And anytime you want, I'm, I'm available to do that. And so if he, would have, if he would have said to me, well, man, I want to talk today, you know, I, want, I really want to talk, then, then what I would have done is what I've, I have done, uh, you know, can't even count the number of times I've, I've done this with people. I actually learned this one all the way back when I, when I was in college. And again, it's, all of this is so simple. So if I had a piece of paper in front of me and, and we were talking, I would draw a circle. And I would say, you know, that circle represents your life. And I'd say one of the things that, that uh, we, 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 it's so easy for us to do is to put ourselves. And I would, sometimes I, I, in fact, when I first saw it, it was the word ego, ourself, I. We put ourselves at the center of our life. And, and it's kind of like we want to be the God of our life. And, uh, and, and we keep God out here, okay? And then I specifically would, I, I would say, keep Jesus, the Son of God, outside of our life. And, and, and when we do that, life doesn't work. And, and, I, and I, would draw, I would draw this, you know, kind of a scrambled look of lines all over the place. And I'd say, things, just, things aren't lining up. They're, they're just going the wrong direction for us. It's just not working. And, and I said, that's, 
I, I, and I would say, if I was talking to this gentleman, I would say, that, that's the way you're picturing your life as, as we've talked. And, and, and then, so then I said, well, what you need to do, and I draw another circle, is you, you really need to, you need to do this thing where you take, you take yourself out of the center where you're in control of your life and you allow Jesus to come in to the center of your life and to begin to guide you. And, and, and one, one of the things I say to people over and over again is that it only makes sense if the God, the God who created us, it only makes sense that that God would communicate with us and that God would help us how best to know how best to live, live our lives. And that's something we can't repeat too many times in, in what we're talking about here today. And then, it's not, I would say to this person, it's not like all the stuff that's all scrambled and messed up in, in your life is just going to change overnight. But what you will find, I'll say, is over a period of time, as you allow Jesus Christ and, and, and Scripture to guide you, you're going to begin to see things that are all scrambled up. You're going to begin to see them beginning to make sense and to begin lining up and, and life is going in the direction you would like it to go. And then, and then I would ask him, so can I, can, I, can, I, can I talk with you about how Jesus Christ can go from here to here? And that's when I get into God's story, the gospel, which is what we're going to be talking about. So, Steve, can yeah. I mention one thing on top yeah, of that? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things I love about this that I think is just so like off the charts practical <clears throat> for all of us sitting in the audience is how many times do we, and this is exactly how you said it, how many times do we talk to people yeah. who are saying <laughs> things about their life that's not going well, whether they're in their marriage? And, and I, 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 think my, I think a lot of, especially women, find themselves in these conversations a lot where people just kind of spill out what's going on in their lives. And, and what's common, I've done this before too, is to say, well, I'll pray for you on that. Yeah. Or you try and fix the symptom, like you try and right. give them advice for their marriage or yeah. give them advice for their issues with their finances. And one of the things that you've really said is get right to the core of the issue. Right. Like don't get in these conversations where you're constantly, because the loving thing to do yeah. is to give them give them the, the, the cure, give them the what, solution, the solution yeah. for, for this. So that's yeah. why you'll hear a couple of these conversations, even yep. if it's someone you don't know all that well and say, yep. you know what, I, I I really want to talk to you about yeah. what's going to be the, the cure for this. You know, yeah. what, I want to offer a solution. Is it okay if I talk about that? Yeah, you really, you really, I mean, it's really a mistake. I mean, it's good to pray. And you, you great thing to say to another person, I want to pray sure. for you. But if you just stop there and, 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 and then you, and, 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 and you just stop with just listening to them and you maybe offer solutions to their problem, but you don't get to the core, man, it's just not taking it to the step that you need to go mm -hmm. with them. Okay? Yeah. Guess I kind of repeat. So coming coming back to eternity, one of the things that I've noticed since my days in high school is is how much eternity is in the minds of people, and it's not it's not like something people bring up, you know, like you're at a neighborhood barbecue or whatever, or you're you're at the workplace and having lunch with other people. It's not like something people bring up all the time, you know. I'm worried about dying. I'm worried about eternity. Hmm. But what I found is that if somebody really doesn't know for sure about what's going to happen to them after they die, it's a nagging thing. It bothers hmm. them, and so I, you know. I, I just, I just find that people, more often than you probably would guess, or maybe you know already, how open people are to, to talking about the thing of eternity. I think it's on people's minds a whole lot more than we realize. A um, few exceptions, but not many. So, so the first transition yeah. does have to do with eternity. Yep. Yeah, and, yeah. and Steve, almost every time without exception, you use this transition. So you said out of eternity and life's not working, right. almost always eternity is what you use to get in these conversations right. with people. Right. And every time you talk about eternity, you will make a statement like this. Right. 
And, 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 and what I'll say is, uh, the thing I want for every, every person, I'll say this, uh, this thing I want for you so much, if I was talking to you, is for your life to be sound, okay? For, for everything to be like it, it should be, is, is really working well and in every area of your life. For, you know, I'd say, I, I want so much for you to experience the potential of what God can do in your life. I, and I'll say, man, if it's in your marriage or in your family or immediate family with your own children or if it's with your extended family or it's with other people that, that are in your life, it's, it's at work. And, and then I'll say, and, and included in that is your, is your spiritual life. I just want it to be sound, what it, what it, what it should be. And I got to tell you, everybody, you know, help another person understand how this is possible. It is absolutely the best experience you can have. It, it, it's what real living is all about. I'll just say that over and over again. It's just can't beat it. You just can't beat it. So you always yeah. stress in these conversations the mindset about being solid in all areas of their life. And, yeah. and one of the things, Steve, as we've talked is over the past couple of years, you've shared a lot of stories with me about um, people coming to know God and seeing the love of God in their life. And, and some of them have been even as recent as last month. Some of them have been a couple years down the road. Yep. My favorite story that I think has a lot of practicality for the audience today is a story about the doctor who delivered um, Greg, so right. your first child. And this doctor kind of at the last minute in the last month all of a sudden became the doctor that was going to deliver. And you realize... the other doctor was out of town. Sure. Right. Yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you realize pretty soon on that continuum, he was someone that was really far away from God. Um, you know... What happened was, as you've told me the story, and yep. Becky too, is yep. that after you guys delivered, um, you're loving on Becky afterwards, hugging her, and he sees something really unique in yep. you um, and, and sees something different in your life and mm -hmm. wants it. And so for the next year, as he's followed up with Becky, he became her doctor. Right. And in for the mine, next year, yeah, yep. multiple conversations just yep. where you weren't trying to ever get into the gospel. You were just learning about his life. And sometimes you've described it, it happens over 11 months. Sometimes it happens over one or two conversations. But you weren't trying to push anything spiritual. Just listen. Right. and learning about where he was at until a day came where God put it on your heart, this is the day. This is the day to, to give him the gospel. Right, exactly. And tell us about that day. Yeah, so, you know, 11, 11 months from the time Greg was born uh, of, of conversations with Mark, both Becky and I, and times she went in to see him, times I went in to see him, just listening to him and answering his questions. And so one after, Sunday afternoon, I'm in the hospital, and it was like God saying, today's the day to talk to Mark. And so I stopped at the main desk, asked if, if he was in, and the, they, uh, they said, yes, he's in. And I said, do you mind buzzing him, see if I could just come in and stop in and see him? And they said, yeah, they, they did that. And Mark said, absolutely, send him in. And so he was in, in the locker room getting dressed to begin uh, visiting patients. And so I went in, and, and we, started, we started talking. And, you know, I, obviously I can't remember all the exact words, but I, I know that I, I would have said something like this. You know, Mark, you and I, and Becky, we've had lots of conversations about Christianity, and you've, lost, you've asked us a ton of great questions. And, and, and one of the things that's happened that we're just so thankful for is it's like, you know, you're, you're our doctor, but you've also become our friend. And, and there's one thing that Becky and I have talked about a lot, and it's, it's what matters most to us for you. And it's for you to be able to understand how much God really loves you and for you to be able to have a relationship with God and, and, and for, for your life to just be working well. You be, be, be able to see the difference that God can make in your life. And, 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 and talking to Mark that day, there, there's one thing that I emphasize, is the thing that Kyle mentioned here a minute, minute ago, is, this, is, is for Mark's life to be solid. 
in every aspect of his life. And so like Mark, for example, in talking with him that day, he's a very successful young doctor and doing well financially. He had a nice, like a, a farm, little farmstead type thing where he uh, had horses and a brand new barn. I mean, it's just all so impressive. So he, he had all that working really well. And, but I also wanted life to work well for him and his, his marriage and his relationship with his two sons and, and uh, you know, and his values. I mean, just the whole nine yards, including his spiritual life. And I, I made sure Mark understood that and his, his eternal life. And so I asked Mark the question, that I, I always ask in a conversation like this, it's like a key question. And, I, and the question I asked him, and it's a very straight, straightforward question, I said, Mark, do you know with absolute certainty that you have eternal life? That if you were to die today, you would spend eternity with God in heaven? And, and, and Mark said, I mean, he was very honest back. He said, no, I don't. And, and so then I asked him, I said, can I, can I explain this to you? And then I talked through the gospel with him, which is what we're going we're, we're gonna to do here in a minute. And I'll, I'll, I, I just got to tell you, I'll never, I'll never forget his answer when I asked him if he, if he wanted, after, after we're all done with the conversation, and I had completely talked through what we're going to talk through here in the next few minutes, and I asked him if he wanted to accept God's gift of forgiveness and eternal life. And, and I'll never forget what he said. Again, let me just say this was his own words, okay, not mine. So don't email me after you hear this. This is what he said. He said, how could I refuse it? I'd be a damn fool not to accept it. That's exactly what he said that day, you know. And, and then he, we prayed together, and, and Mark trusted in Jesus Christ. And I got to tell you, I was like in cloud nine. I, mean, I was floating out of that hospital. And I want every one of us to experience that because we all can. Every one of us can have that experience. So, so we... We, we got into the, what we talk about. And sure. so let's, let's just go through that, right? Sure. Okay. So very, very simple. Four things. I, and I, every conversation I have with somebody, including Mark, and, uh, and it's, it's four things. God, us, Jesus, and then I'm going to write in the word response, okay? And what, I, what it is, is our response to the truth about God, the truth about us, and the truth about Jesus. So we're just going gonna to talk through these four here real quickly with you. Okay? And, we, and let me just say, we're, we're going to give you a, like a Cliff Notes version, very short version. You can go online and to our home site and, and click on the story, and, and, and you're going to see Kyle's face. You know, I wish I could do better than that, but you're going to, okay, so Kyle's face is going to come up, and, and you click on that, and, and you, you, you watch Kyle give an extended version of what we're talking about this morning, which is what he learned with the other guys in the Thursday morning group, okay? And that's funny, by the way. Well, thank you. Um, yeah. But the extended version, just so you know, is 10 minutes, okay? Yeah. So if, he were, if, if Steve was going to explain this to someone, the way he's explained it to us online, if, you, if you're thinking, I want to get ready to have this conversation with someone, how exactly do you do it the way we're going to talk about this morning? Yeah. It's 10 minutes long. So you could literally watch it online as many times as you want to really get, get yeah. it down, okay? And we're going to keep it up. So. so Steve said it all starts with God. And <coughs> And I love this explanation because the way I was taught in the past was to kind of get into, to get into the bridge diagram and other things. And yeah. the reality is if they, don't, 
they don't have the foundation of, of who God is first, this makes everything else in yep. the conversation really easy. And, and I'm a real visual person. I don't remember anything unless it's something visual. I'm just horrible at that. And so Steve makes fun of this, but the thing that really helped me was picturing this in terms of a stool, okay? And there's three legs to the stool. And so when we talk about God, holy, loving, and just, that I, the way Steve kind of introduces this is to talk about the idea that a lot of us, when we think about God, okay, we can, we can make conjectures, kind of guesses about how God would be based on what we see in, in creation, right? We can see different things about God. For me, as an eye doctor, I could look at the fact when I look at someone's eyes, how detailed the cornea is. I mean, if, I won't bore you with the details, but if one thing is slightly off, someone's vision goes from 2015 to the yeah. not being able to see the E on the chart. So I could talk about that. But the reality is, whatever you want to talk about, about something that amazes you about God, you transition into this by saying it only makes sense. And this is a, a phrase that Steve uses over and over that he really taught us over and over to use. It only makes sense that the God who created us yep. would want to communicate with us. And he does that through the Bible. And if you look all throughout the Bible and want to really simplify this and say, how can we think about God in a really simple way? Hmm. To summarize all of God, and, and again, in yep. a simple way, we could say that God's holy, loving, and God is just. Mm -hmm. and, and it takes about five minutes of the ten to kind of get into this, because right. um, this is so important of a foundation. But just briefly, the idea that God's holy is, is the way I would explain this to someone based on what Steve's talked about is right. the fact that when, when, one day when, when one of us, when we die, the Bible says that whether we believe in God or not, every single person will stand face down because his holiness will be so perfect, will yeah. be so extreme compared to the way we see ourselves that yeah. every knee will bow, right? Right. Perfect. And, Absolutely perfect. God is. Even for me growing up, I kind of had that idea. God was really up there, and I'm really down here. Yeah, yeah. And it's good. It's yeah. good. Uh, I want to hit this one next, that God yeah. is just. And so uh, even whether we believe in God or not, even for me, when I watch the news sometimes, and you see someone like a child getting beat, and you think, man, that is just so awful. And you think, if there's a God up there that's watching, right. I hope that one day, if, if that person's not caught, caught, right, that justice would prevail. I hope yep. if there's a God that he's someone that would protect situations like that. And I, I, I over, because this is such a hard one for people to deal with sometimes, I'll ask the question, you know, isn't it true that every one of us want justice done? We all want justice. Sometimes we don't want it for ourselves, but we want justice. I just emphasize that because that, that can be a struggle. And so the, the, the point is, if we're logical, we want God to be just. We wouldn't want God to be any other way. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and last but not least, that God is loving, and, and everybody likes that, right? We want a really loving God, right? And, and the Bible says that, that you want every single one of us to be with him in eternity, right? And I, tell that, I would tell that to the yep. person I'm talking to, but you have to mix that, the fact that God is so loving, with the fact that he also has standards, right? right. That he's just. And so if just a real simple way, each one of those legs are important, right? We can't remove one and still have the stool standing. Each, each part of the stool is essential. Yep. Okay, Great. and so yeah. after we talk about God transitioning into us, <clears throat> and Steve, one of the things that you've really hammered about this is to be able to say in a conversation with someone, this is the word same if you can't see it very well, that you and I are the same, yeah. right? You and I are the same, we're both sinners. It's so important to people understand that you don't think you're better than they are, that they, yeah, yeah, no, that's... Yeah, and, yeah. and one of the things you've really stressed, Steve, is now to get back to the fact that God's holy, what we just talked about is that there's a problem. 
The problem is that God is so holy and we are, we are sinners, there's a huge gap between yep. the two, right? Yep. And yep. so I'm sure you guys, some, some may have seen this before where, where um, there's, there's a cliff in between that, that we're on one side and God's on the yep. other and there's this huge gap and I, I know this, you can't see it based on this diagram here, it looks no. like they're pretty close together, um, but the idea is to really stress that huge gap that exists, right? Yeah. Yep, yep, absolutely. And, uh, and so then that leads, you know, obviously we've got a problem. And because God is loving and because God is just and holy, God, God has a, a solution to our problem. And the solution is, is Jesus. Okay? And, uh, I, you know, I like the gap thing, you know, like God's on one side of a cliff and, and we're on the other side. But the, the one way that I, I, I like to even picture it is to make, to make it more dramatic and, you know, have greater impact is if, if this is us on, on this side of the cliff, you know, here we are. And, and, uh, and, and then the thing I like to do is not only the, the sense of distance this way, but is almost draw it this way, like the line doesn't even end, you know, at the other side of the cliff. It's like it would go up and up beyond this ceiling. That God is, God in his righteousness is so far beyond us that when you think of that gap, it's just, just to really emphasize the point, we can't close that gap mm -hmm. ourselves, okay? And, and that's where, where Jesus comes in. Now, one, one of the things I like to do, and I... You've, some of you have heard me tell this one before. It's my favorite story. I've used it forever. I don't know where I ever came up with it. Um, but it's, it's dumber than dumb, but it gets the point across. I'll say, if I'm having a conversation with someone, I'll say, you know, just imagine it's a dark night, and, and we decide we're going to go outside, and we're going to have a jumping contest to reach the moon. And if I had a piece of paper in front of me, I might draw a moon, you know, like way up there. Um, and, and, and then here we are. I say, you know, there's, let, let's say there, there's several of us, and, and you and me, I'm talking to, to, to this person now, and then let's say, you know, whatever, four or five other people. And so we're, we're down here, and, and here we are, and we're going to have, you know, whatever number of us there are. We're little people. We're down here. And, and so, you know, we're, we're going to have a jumping contest to reach the moon. It's way, way, you know, way up there. And, 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 I, and I say, and, and one of us, I'll, like I might say to the person I'm talking to, you're the most athletic of all of us. And so you get 16 feet off the ground. And then I'm, I'm like the, you know, I'm the bottom of the totem pole here. And I only get a few inches off the ground, all right? And I say, but what's true for all of us in our jumping contest to reach the moon? And the answer many times I get back is, well, we all tried. And I say, you know, you're right. We all tried. Anything else that's true? And they'll say, well, none of us reached the moon. I say, yeah. And that's exactly it is, the way it is with God. And so we could just change this and, you know, the whole thing of God up here. And here we are down here. And we, there, you have all different levels of goodness in people, righteousness in people. So, you know, many times people will think right away of like the epitome of, of who's really good is someone like Mother Teresa, you know. And, and I'll say, you so, you know, we got Mother Teresa and, and to just carry, you know, the, the illustration forward, let's say in her goodness, she gets 16 feet off the ground. But then you got somebody else on the other end. They're the person who committed murder, all right, or whatever other, you're a really bad thing against other people. And they're the person that doesn't even get off the ground at all, you know, not even half an inch off the ground. And I'll say, but what's true for all, all of us? Every, every person, what's true? And, and, and they'll say, well, we all tried to be good enough and righteous and, and all that. Yeah, 
But I said, but what else is true? And they, well, none of us, you know, if, you know I, if I drew a like, line where I said, this is Mother Teresa right here, okay? And, 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 you know, whoever else you might put here, but they only got this far, okay? And again, God, I would put God way, 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 way beyond the roof of the ceiling, you know? Way, way up like where the moon is. And that nobody, nobody achieved perfect righteousness. Nobody was sinless. Nobody lived a perfectly righteous life. And so then I bring it back, and so I say, really, then the only solution is, and because God is so loving and caring, he sent his son Jesus to this earth, and, and, and Jesus lived a perfect life. He never sinned. And just like I couldn't say to Kyle, well, Kyle, you're such a good guy. You know, I'll die for you, for your sin. I can't say that because I'm a sinner too. Jesus could say that, all right? And so then you have the cross, and it's the cross that bridges the gap between us and Jesus. Um, and, and, and it's putting our trust in what Jesus Christ did for us on, on the cross. Yeah. yeah. You know. Uh, one of the, one of the yeah. other ways, Steve, I've heard you yeah, illustrate that's this. Right, that's after, right. When you're done is just with the words do versus the words done. And, and you'll explain the fact, and this was me growing up, that do was what we do. You know, our works that we do, that we try to bridge that gap through our actions. And done is that what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. And yeah. one of the things that I've, I've, when talking to you, that you'll give yeah. them the pen and say, circle which one you want. Empower yeah. them to say, which, which one do you want for your life? Yeah. Do you want to keep trying to do your good works? Or do you want to trust in what Christ has done? Yeah. Right? Um, you know, there's a verse about that. It, said in, in, it, it says, God saved us not because of works done by us, but according to his own mercy. You know? You know, so the, the, last, the last of the four words is the word response. And um, it might be that, you know, you're sitting here this morning and, and you, you know, before you came in here today, you would, you would have said, you know what, Stephen, that, that diagram you drew... I was like way back here and have been, and I, I'm, I'm, I was still on my spiritual journey, but as I've listened to you, you two guys talk this morning, you might even be thinking this yourself right now, and you'd say, man, it all makes sense to me. You know, I, I get it. I understand it. I, and I, I, I want to be able to leave this place today knowing that I have God's forgiveness and knowing I have eternal life. And you know what? You know what you can do? There's a, there's a wonderful statement in a book in the New Testament, the book of Romans, and it's, it, 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 it goes this way. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And you know, it's like you could have your own cell phone call to God here today before we leave. And there's, there's three things that, that you could say to God. And you'd, be, you'd be having prayer, conversation with God. You could do it right now as, as I'm talking. And, and the first thing, the very first thing you, could say, you, you would want to say to God is, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry for my sin you know, that, I, that I've done in, in my life. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely sorry, God. And, and then the second thing you could say to God, and you should say, is, God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for sending your son to this earth to die for my sin so that I could have forgiveness. Just thanking God for that. And then the third thing you could say to God is, God, in, in the word trust here, you could say, you say that right now. God, I trust in what Jesus Christ did for me on the cross. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop trusting what I can do. I'm going to trust in what Christ has done. You could, 
You could have that conversation with God right now. You could have it before you go to bed tonight. And, and you do. You know what? You will have God's forgiveness. and You will have the promise. You will have eternal life for sure. Absolutely. It'll be yours. Yeah. You know, Steve, one of the things yeah. that's really challenged me as I've gone through this process with you is, is remembering and just mm. hearing the stories of how much power there is in the gospel mm. and how much lack of clarity there is in some people's life about it. And when they mm. just hear it, hear you explain it that way. I used to picture this being a process where maybe you, uh, you know, maybe you spent multiple conversations mm. over mm. many, many, many years. Yeah. And a lot of things that you've told me over and over, sometimes it's two conversations, yeah. three conversations where you say the loving thing to do yeah. is, is instead of dealing with the symptoms, right. be able to present to them the gospel. Yeah, the and solution right away. Get to the core of the problem and give the solution. Yeah. It's, uh, it's convicting to me because sometimes in the past, I think some of us can think this is kind of what pastors do. You know, pastors do this. Yeah. And the reality is it's really convicted me to say, um, as someone who's always struggled with this for many, many yeah. years, 14 yeah. years of being a Christian who's never been good at this, huh. to say it's something that really can be simple. It really it, can. Totally. It's something we can all experience. You yeah. know, Bill Hybels really challenged me with a quote from his book, Just Walk Across the Room. And, and uh, this book is a really great book, Just Walk Across the Room. I encourage the you to it. buy it. Great resource. And it's just phenomenal at really breaking this stuff down. And, and, and if you're listening to this series and you're thinking, I want more of this and more explanation, that's, that's a great book to look at. But this quote right here is a book, it was in his book, and I, I just love it. It said, if I'm serious about being transformed by God's spirit, then I can't shy away from the discomfort and awkwardness and ambiguity that exists when I talk to others about Christ. The upside is too great to do that because when I feel a spirit-led prompting, to share my story. It's like live voltage coursing through my veins. This is what it's like to experience God's supernatural power at work in an otherwise ordinary day. And the Bible says that this is what real living is all about, walking through every moment plugged into the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Great statement. So the best decision any one of us can make is to trust in Jesus Christ as our Savior. Second best decision we can make is to get on mission, to follow his calling that he gives to each one of us. And, and that is the, you know, the, as, the, as the Holy Spirit gives us opportunity to talk with someone else about our faith, to follow that prompting of the Spirit and, and really just share what, what Kyle and I talked about today. And if you do, I got to tell you, that's, that's real living. That's real living. That's, that's what life is at its absolute best.